Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Are you tired of the market drama? We are too. It's kind of like that bachelor party where somebody takes it way too far <laughs> and you just want to tell them, go home, you're drunk. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we feel right now about the stock market. You know? you know, there's so much volatility and we just, you know, are, people are just wondering what is causing all of this wild behavior in the market. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are on the edge of their seats, mm-hmm. just trying to understand where we are, where we're headed. Do I need to panic? Mm-hmm. Am I okay? I think yeah. that's just a lot of what I'm hearing, especially honestly from my younger investors who are going, yeah. what's going on? Because I think for them, they've never been through a true market kind of flip around like this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody's just looking for somebody that can accurately predict the future. But obviously, that's a bit of an impossible feat there, yeah. considering that nobody is able ever been able to do it right consistently so you know we always tell folks yeah you know if if you can find that person then great you know but i won't be mad at you yeah i won't be mad at you and i have no crystal ball if that person does exist they are just probably in a beach somewhere just enjoying life because they'll probably never have to work a day in their lives yeah with the kind of knowledge that they have so you know today we're going to talk about the good the bad and the ugly right and then how you, you can, even through this volatility, how you can still thrive through it. Yeah, and I think that's something that is really important to understand is that volatility is not actually bad. Right. A lot of people see volatility as this negative thing, but it's healthy for the market. There are times where the market runs and it's out of order and, and the values are just wrong and it has to recover. It has to reset. So sometimes those are normal and there are just cycles to the market. So mm-hmm. it's important to understand not to panic but we're going to go through the details of that to try to help you with that, too. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of the current housing market, you know, mm-hmm. for I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have been trying to buy a home for the past year, the past two years. And I hear a lot of them say, you know, at some point, this has got to go down. At some point, mm-hmm. this is this is going to go down. This is going to go down because, you know, we are used to a housing market that grows by maybe two, three percent a year, not 10, 15, 20 percent you know, a year. And you know, when whenever that happens, you know, then it's expected, right? It's mm-hmm. you, you can hear it in what what people say that it's expected that there's going to be some sort of correction because valuations are not where they should be. Yes, you, people know they're paying more for houses right now than the houses are actually worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious they're getting appraised and not meeting appraisal, and they're right. having to drop money on it. So it's the same with the market. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's running crazy. There's times where it needs to take a minute. <laughs> there's yeah. times where it has to take a step back. Exactly. But all of those are just part of the natural steps in the market. As as of this recording, you know, the we only have data through the end of July. Mm-hmm. So through the end of July, here's here's the bad, right? The S&P 500, uh, which is typically kind of the the uh, index a proxy for how the stock market is doing overall, it was down 13% uh, for 2022. Mm-hmm. And we still have higher than average inflation. Which I think kind of adds a little extra sting to it for people. I uh, think when they see those account values drop a little bit and they know they're paying so much more. (laughs) So my Mm -hmm. kids, I joke that they're constantly, you know, I'm always talking to them about finance topics, trying to be intentional. Mm -hmm. We went to Walmart last night and we got like five items and it was $90. And my daughter said, how in the world did that add up to $90? And I went, well, babe, this is life right now. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think it does. It adds a little extra sting to those those downturns when that's happening. It absolutely does. Because as people are going to the pump, as people are going to the grocery store, you know, they're thinking, okay, how much money did I just put in my retirement account? Oh, and how much is that worth now? It's, it's going down while mm. all my expenses are going up. Mm-hmm. Right? It does. It makes for it makes it a very kind of difficult uh, sell to tell yourself right yes. uh, to to still keep investing and understand that we as advisors have these same kind of battles with ourselves yeah. that we have to overcome too. So we're not speaking from a place that we don't experience. Yeah, because this is something again that we have to do ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you know something. Another kind of you know thing that's happening in the market right now is that there's still pressure in Europe uh, mm-hmm. from you know the the war with uh, between Russia and Ukraine, which is leading to higher natural gas prices, right? Yes. So that's also something that, that we're seeing here, uh, and it's just an, an issue that is trying to to get uh, resolved uh, globally. Mm-hmm. But not, not everything's bad. We still we are starting to see some good you know good news as well in the market. Uh, you know mm-hmm. the the market. Uh, this the S&P 500 was up 9% in July alone. Yes. And there've been, you know, constant, oh, corporate earnings are going to drop. Corp- well, they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. We've still seen growth in that, which is ultimately a good driver for the market as well. So we've had some recovery. We've had that continue to grow. So mm-hmm. those are all good indicators as well. Right. So uh, corporate earnings are one of those things when if you hear, you know, financial talk or, you know, financial people, professionals say, uh, talk about fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. Corporate earnings are one of those fundamentals, right? That as uh, corporate earnings increase, right, that means that generally, you know, companies are still being able to to produce the demand in order to have the revenue that they need uh, to to see profits. Yes. And so, you know, we also have evidence to believe that we're getting close to or have maybe met the peak of inflation. We're just mm-hmm. like, I say that, but I also like have my fingers crossed and <laughs> yeah. because there are some indicators that maybe it's starting to temper a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the July you know, reading of the CPI uh, was, uh, you know, significantly uh, lower uh, and, you know, kind of so provided that that first drop mm-hmm. that we've seen over the past you know 12 months. Uh, you know, we've constantly been having these these higher readings mm-hmm. uh, and having that higher elevated inflation. Uh, but with that that latest reading, you know, we actually saw some some good progress there. So, yes. yeah, like you said, keeping our fingers crossed on that, uh, and and you know, uh, hopefully that is also kind of ties in with less uh, pressure in supply chains. Mm-hmm. Right, obviously the the Fed has uh, the, the federal bank has been doing a lot to raise interest rates to kind of squash demand. Yeah. Uh, so we've seen that in the housing market, uh, but we also see that everywhere else, right? Uh, as uh, which is, you know, one of the, the downward pressures on the stock market is that demand just decreases, right? Yeah. So, when so the, basically people don't want to buy a house when they have to pay a higher interest rate. So exactly. they put off that purchase. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, people are just kind of uh, are naturally, uh, just protective in in that sense, right? So they're going to mm-hmm. start protecting, you know, the, their wallets, uh, and which you know kind of gives a little bit of a negative sentiment on the market, right? So, uh, but what from history, what we also know is that rebounds from a shallow bear market, right? So a bear market is whenever the stock market is down twenty uh, percent from the most recent high. So rebounds from shallow bear markets and midterm election lows have actually been quite strong historically. A lot of people don't, I think, realize the midterm election effect. Right. So midterm elections every couple of years, those Mm -hmm. actually are always volatile. Yeah. So those are, they're in between the, 
you know, the presidential elections. Right. right. So when those happen, those are historically volatile years. And we mm-hmm. the last one in 2018, the market was down close to 10 percent by the end of the year, but it rebounded really quickly in the mm-hmm. next year. Um, and oftentimes it actually ends positive despite being very volatile throughout the year. Something that we've seen uh, historically in those uh, midterm election years Uh, But, you know, history also teaches us many things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we see throughout history that there's always been the ugly. right? There's always Mm -hmm. been uncertain times in the market. There's always been a reason for the market to be volatile. Right. Uh, So with with volatility, I mean, what that does is kind of what we were talking about earlier is that it gives us reasons to not invest. Right. Due Mm -hmm. to fear. And I think a lot of people are nervous Mm-hmm. But understand there's always been a reason to be nervous. So don't let that be what keeps you from making progress in your goals is kind of where we're getting to here. And we're going to give some examples, um, you know, with the roaring 20s right? Yeah. So and just, the 30s came the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. If you think about like each decade has kind of had, you know, something significant happen. Right? Uh, so the Great Depression, then as the uh, you know things are, are improving the economy after the, the 30s, then you've got World War II in the 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it started 30, uh, 1939 and into, you know, the, the mid 40s. Uh, so, and then shortly after that, in the 50s. And then the Cold War started. Mm-hmm. So then you've got the 60s and the 70s. We were in Vietnam. You know, the, the 80s, there was the banking crisis that led to what people were calling at the time Reagan's recession. Mm-hmm. And we had the Persian Gulf War and another recession in the 90s. And of course, we know about 9 11, mm-hmm. uh, the Iraq War, and the Great Recession of the early thousands. As well as the tech bubble b- bursting in the early 2000s. So you've mm-hmm. got a lot of different things. And of course, you know, recently we've had the pandemic, we've had inflation, we've had overseas wars. There's always going to be something that makes mm-hmm. you nervous. But history can tell us some important things about even those times and, and what we can do to still make progress. So here, here's what we kind of want to review here. So th- these are some things that we can see uh, from history, right? Historical data uh, that, you know, it can help us to navigate through these murky waters, uh, these ups and downs of this roller coaster kind of market, right? So again, past performance is not indicative of future results. But Good job it remembering can. the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> CYA. Um, but it, it can teach us a lot about history because mm-hmm. it tends to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, we we've got some data here that over any 12 month period in the stock market. Uh, and again, w- when we talk about the stock market, we're talking about the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. So the, the largest 500 companies in the U.S. market. So and during any uh, there's 769 instances. Data points. Right. Data points in mm-hmm. that. Uh, and throughout that time, the highest return over any 12 month period was 53.71 percent. I take that. Yeah, and any like that's a wonderful. That sounds year. super realistic and sustainable. <laughs> Always. Uh, so the the counterpart of that, the lowest return uh, over that twelve any twelve month period was forty four point seven six percent. The average of all of those seven hundred and sixty nine instances was eight point six percent. The so there was a total of five hundred and sixty seven positive years, right? Where if you just put you know, a dollar or however, whatever amount in the stock market, you would have ended that 12 month period with a higher balance. Mm-hmm. There's 202 instances where the opposite would have happened. So you'd have had a negative balance. Right. And we know it's not been 769 years. So we want to be very clear. Like what they do is they, they pick a January of a certain year, February of a certain year, and they just run it out for 12 months. That's how right. they do these. Yes. Um, but what it really highlights is that 
even in a one year instance, mm-hmm. almost two or three fourths of the time mm-hmm. it was positive. So you still have a chance two thirds, three fourths. Why do I keep wanting to say two thirds? Three fourths <laughs> of the time, 75% right. of the time you're going to be positive, mm-hmm. but a one year period is a really short period. Right. So if you're going to be investing, we typically tell people you don't want to necessarily just invest for a year, mm-hmm. but that does tell you that even in that short term with all the craziness going on, you have the opportunity to build some wealth. Right. Because again, remember that all, all of those data points happened through all of these uh, mm-hmm. big, significant uh, timeframes where you had the Great Depression, World Wars and banking crisis and recessions. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's including all of those time periods. But if we stretch this out to a six year time period. Mm-hmm. So we had from this 709 data points. So starting at different points throughout history, mm-hmm. the highest average return was or the highest return was 236 percent. Again, I'll take that any day, twice mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, the lowest was 38. I find this interesting. So, or negative 38, excuse me. So when we were looking at one year, the lowest was 44. Mm-hmm. But by stretching it to six years, the lowest was mm-hmm. less. Right. That means you had some time for those ups to offset some of the downs. Exactly. And then when you look at the average return over a six-year period, it was 58.17%. And of those 709 instances, almost 14% of those were negative. The rest were positive. That's a lot more. So we went from 75% positive mm-hmm. to 86. Right. Just by stretching that timeline to six years. So you can imagine the effect of continuing that out. Exactly. And, and that's really what we want to drive home today is that you can still thrive through these times of turmoil in the market by investing in the long term, by not mm-hmm. focusing on the short term, but focusing on the long term. Ultimately, what you want to reach right, and uh, is is in, in the future. It's, it's long term, right? So not getting so caught up and mm-hmm. just and getting tunnel vision in what's going on today. Yes. Yes. And if you've got a, an investment strategy going where you're adding to the market during these dips, mm-hmm. you're just getting extra shares those months to offset some of that down and help mm-hmm. you grow your wealth long term. You know, there's ways to win when the market is down. Exactly. So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are that you have a long time to go before retirement. So before you go stopping your retirement contributions, Mm -hmm. truly think about the odds over the next 12 months and over the next six years. If you aren't retiring in that time frame, there's no reason to fret. And if you're feeling stressed about the market, maybe that means you need to review your financial plan. If you don't have one, that might be why you're stressed. The worst thing you can do is make emotional decisions and check out before you have the chance to recover. So we've got some other episodes about financial planning, or if you need some help one-on-one, just give us a call. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for us today. If you've enjoyed today's show, you might also be interested in one of our other podcasts, The Fastest Four, to get our weekly market commentary and stay up to date on all things market-related. Join us next week to learn what you don't know about money. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor. 
with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.